Blog Talk Radio. Majesty, worship His majesty. Unto Jesus be all glory, power, and
God is here. Well, welcome to another night of Prayer International Radio. I am once again your host, Sean Holmberg, um, being joined by Chris Herzog, who will be um, here sometime tonight, um, sometime before 11, he'll show up. Um, so call in number tonight, 619-638-8458. If you just want to call and listen in, if you need prayer for something, give us a call. Um, if you have something on your heart, something on your mind, um, the same, feel free to call in. Um, this is definitely not our show, but um, it belongs to the body of Christ. And above all, it belongs to the Lord Jesus. And so for that reason, we entirely give the show every minute, every second of the broadcast to the Holy Spirit that he can have his way tonight um, in the broadcast and in the lives of every person who's listening tonight, that he would reveal Jesus to us and reveal the will of the Father to us and the love of the Father to us in a new and deeper way tonight. So, um, can't believe it's only Wednesday. It's been a very long week, just so you all know. I've had CPS meetings, home inspections, and all sorts of um, stuff for my foster child. Um, it's interesting. Um, something I may have, I don't know if I ever mentioned it to you or not um, in the past, um, but the Lord has a sense um, or let me not start like that. Let me start this way. Everything in the New Testament, or most of the, a lot of the things in the New Testament, are shadows of things that were to come later on. Um, and if you read through the entire Bible and you study the scriptures, you learn that there's a lot of foreshadowing. There's a lot of scriptures, just like prophecy, pointing to things which are yet to come, or in some ways mirror images of things um in the new in the New Testament. And in the same respect, um there a lot of the things in the Old Testament are shadows, are mirror images of things in heaven. The only difference is one is made with human hands and one is not. Um even the the temple of the of the Father from the Old Testament, the Jewish temple, was merely a shadow of God's dwelling place in heaven. The the actual altar on which the high priest would offer sacrifices once a year was only a shadow of an image of the real altar in heaven in which Jesus offered his own blood for the sins of man once for all. Adam and Eve, or Adam himself, was a image, um, or a backwards image, if you will, of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ I mean it says through one man Sin came in through the world Through disobedience And through another man Jesus um, Salvation and eternal life Came through his acts of obedience And um, And so I say all that To say that if you Go through your life You'll notice that <laughs> Excuse me um, The Lord will place you in situations And have your walk and your life develop in such a way that you will touch and touch on specific subjects and specific areas in your life that you won't necessarily understand the complexity 
and the um, purpose of those things while they're happening. We can go through obstacles, and during the current time, when you're going through the obstacle, you just see it as an obstacle. You don't always immediately see the future and what the Lord has planned and what the Lord is going to bring out of you, what he's going to shape in you, what he's going to form, what insight and revelation and knowledge about his character you're going to learn from the situation you're in. And so in, even in my own life, um, I've noticed that a great many things in my life that have happened, um, though they happen um, in general in life, but I've always been able to look back on those things, realizing how situations have prepared me for my relationship with God. Um, one of those being that when I was um, two years old, um, me and my twin brother were adopted. And... Um, there's a long story that goes into that, but the the point is I would have never completely understood the um, the ramifications of our heavenly adoption had I not had the physical adoption. I would have never really been able to comprehend what it was like to have a father who wasn't my biological father, had um, or I would never have been able to understand the father, God, as my um, heavenly father. In the same sense, if I wouldn't have had a father who wasn't biological and adopted me and took me in. And so it's through those things in life that you actually get an insight into the Lord Jesus Christ and the way he deals with the body of Christ. Um, marriage is a really good one. Um, marriage gives you real insight into a relationship with the Father and the intimacy that the Father desires to have with us. I mean, the Bible refers to us as the bride of Christ. And it's not, and in some ways, it's it, it talks, when it says that, it's talking about the intimacy that um, a couple share um, as far as they become one. And I'm not talking about, like, the physical aspect of it, but the spiritual and emotional aspect of becoming one with someone is the same intimate um aspect that the Father wants us to have with Him, where spiritually and emotionally we become one with Him, where um, Jesus said, I and my Father are one. And He asked that we, as a body, become one with each other, that we become unified. And, I mean, since we're being built up together as um, a temple for the Holy Spirit, um, it wouldn't really work if everybody's moving in different directions. Um but the Lord Jesus lays a foundation and we become bricks on top of that foundation. Every, um, or the same um, when it talks about a body, um, everyone of us have particular, particular parts of this body of the bride of Christ, um, everyone having its own function and none being able to exist completely into the fullness without having all the members. Um, I spent a lot of time at a veterans hospital, and um, I noticed that you know you can survive because um, I've seen people who've had um, who've had legs amputated or arms amputated or whatever the case is, and I've noticed they can survive, but they don't have the fullness of life that they deserve to have, and you know we don't always understand that as a body of Christ, um, mainly since we are so divided and we're so shattered 
I mean, literally, the body of Christ these days could be equated to a mirror, like one of those, no, I don't mean like one of those small pocket mirrors, but like one of those huge mirrors you see over dressers. If someone took a mirror like that or a bathroom mirror and just shattered it, and it was just a million different pieces everywhere, and that seems to be, um, for the most part, what the body of Christ has become. It's become a shattered um a, sh- a shattered collection of pieces that all have s- have a, a small bit of reflection in them, but in no way can achieve the overall glory and the overall clarity of an image that they would have if they were together. They wouldn't be able to see the whole picture. And I believe that as a body of Christ, if we don't have the entire body built together, and if we're not in unity, although we can survive, and although we may be able to see to an extent, I think being a unified body and being unified with fellow um, saints and members of the household of God, we are actually able to not only see a clearer picture, but a bigger picture and to what the Father is actually doing in the world around us and what his actual plans are, because his plans don't just relate to us individually, they relate to us as a body. Um, I know we spend a lot of time on these broadcasts talking about our personal relationships with the Lord, Um, but for at least a minute I wanted to talk about our corporate relationship. Um, Because if you think about it, there's not much difference between a Baptist and a Catholic. Yeah, they may have difference of um, traditions, and they may have different opinions about the way they conduct a service. But when you get down to the basic and the root of their belief system, it's still the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's always the foundation. And you can always look at religious or religions and to determine, like um, with cults, for example, like um, the Branch Davidians and David Koresh, well, the foundation had become the leader of the sect and not the Lord Jesus Christ. So there was no way that it could actually ever stand. It could never have lasted any period of time because it was there was no foundation of the Lord. And he said you can't lay any foundation with the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, he likened it to a man building his house upon the sand and not upon a rock. And then when the tide comes um, and there's division, it just crashes. I mean, Jesus himself said if you have division, if Satan's divided against himself, how could he possibly prevail? And the same with the body of Christ. We spend a lot of times arguing and fighting and complaining about the way the body of Christ goes. And we never completely realize that one of the reasons that the church has little power in the earth and has little authority. I remember 20 years ago, 25 years ago, which is a long time, just so you all know, um, listening to a preacher say back then that um, the problem is everybody is so consumed with wanting to get people to their church or to get people to their side, that they realize that there shouldn't be any sides to begin with. And there shouldn't be any kind of separations or any barriers between us. Jesus made it perfectly clear when he said, because originally the only the only like separations was the the Jews and the Gentiles. And he said he has broken down the middle of all of separation and made both one through his blood, through the cross. And to make them both one, it talks about us being grafted into the same tree. 
um, as them, and that the Lord will be able to graft them back into it. And so we need to focus a lot in our prayers and in our intercession, not just for the things that we're comfortable with, but also as far as like the exposure we've had to re- to re- not religion, but um, our own churches, our own practices, our own traditions, our customs, but on the body of Christ as a whole, because he's coming back for a pure and spotless bride. He's not just coming back for the Catholics or the Baptists or the Methodists or the non-denominationals or whatever. He's coming back for a pure and spotless bride, which is which means all of us. Um, and I'm not going to get into like Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons or anything like that. And um, once again, I'm not going to. I'm going to attempt not to offend anybody with what I say tonight in any means. Um, but in general, the basic of the Lord Jesus Christ um, being the Son of the God, the Son of God, um, dying on the cross, being risen from the dead, seated at the right hand of the Father. That Jesus, um, just in case anybody gets confused about which Jesus I'm talking about, I'm talking about that one. Um, the one who was before all things, and where he said, I and the fa- my Father are one, and he said, before Abraham was, I am. That same Jesus whom Colossians says, through him all things exist and consist and have their meaning. And where it says, that without him nothing was made that was made. That Jesus. Um, and you know, that should be our focus as a body. It shouldn't be on church membership or anything like that. It shouldn't be on having groups and sex and um, a five million different ministries. It should be one ministry of the Lord. Um, us all being um, having the same purpose in mind, which is our relationship with Him and the salvation of the world. Um, because frankly, you know, the world gets really confused by Christians because um, we claim to believe the same thing, but we are constantly bickering and arguing among ourselves as far as the right way to do things, when really all it takes is going back to the Bible and reading what the Bible says about whatever it is and then leaving it at that. Um, so, yeah, we need to pray for unity. We need to pray for the Lord to unite the body of believers together before it comes to a point that it's too late. Um, And I say that because time will come where there won't be an ability to have denominations, where if you believe the gospel, you're going to have to live the gospel, and you'll probably die for the gospel. Um, We're not in those times yet because we're still blessed that um, we're... Hopefully nowhere near those times, but, you know, things happen quickly in this world. You never know. Um, The Bible gives us absolutely no guarantees. Well, it gives us one, which is that every man is appointed once to die and after that to judgment. But as far as the time and seasons, we have general ideas, but specifically something can happen at any moment in time. Um, And you never know. I mean, however many 3,000 people died in the World Trade Center um, bombing in the United States, and I was watching it on TV. And it's one of those moments in history that someone can usually ask you where you were on that day. And you can look back and remember it. And what I remember is watching the buildings collapse and realizing there was people in the building. And having that thought pass through my head that 
they're gone that quickly. And people getting in car wrecks that quickly, just pass from death to life that quickly. And when those times come, and when it, which it'll come from all of us, there's not like, wait, okay, hold on, God, I'm not just ready yet. There's no turning back. There's no like anything. You have to be, that's the moment. You don't have a choice. Um, one minute you're here with all your priorities and agendas and everything else, and the next minute you're standing before the Lord and then going off to eternal life one way or another. Um, depend, it's the only question is whether you're going to be in the presence of God or not. Um, but, you know, even... The children of Israel constantly bickered among themselves. I mean, fighting over who was going to do what and what they needed and who was going to be their leader. And it seemed that we, as something Chris has mentioned before, which sounds rude to say it, um, but the Bible declares that in the last days men will try to find people to to speak to them and give them words just to, fix the, to help their itching ears. And people will go out and seek confirmation of their acts and their works um, to make themselves feel better and to fulfill some moral obligation they think they have in their lives um, as far as a works-based a works-based approach to eternal life so they can declare over themselves that they're good. But we know that it does no good to declare over ourselves that we're anything because the Bible says that all our righteous acts are as filthy rags. And it says in Ephesians, um, for by grace you are saved through faith. It's not of your, I mean, not of yourself, for it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so, back to the subject. Um, we're a body people. Um, we may all have different ministries, and we may ha- all have different functions in the body of Christ, but we're still one. And um, Heaven forbid that we would um, actually ever do it, but in particular um, be disrespectful or negative toward anyone who's serving the Lord Jesus Christ. I remember when I was a kid um, spending time with my grandmother, and I I don't think I was saved at that time. I mean, I knew the Lord. I mean, I knew God, but I wasn't actually saved, saved. And um, there was an evangelist on television who had committed some sins, and there is a big like scandal um, because you know the world's always looking at us. You know the Bible says since we're surrounded by so great a host of witnesses, let us lie, uh, lay aside the sin that so easily ensnares us. But even more so in this world, we have a great cloud of witnesses as far as everybody out there is looking unto us for hope that we claim we have, and they're looking to see not only if we will stick with it, but if we really believe it, and they'll know if we believe it by our actions. Um, So there was this big scandal about this uh, minister on TV and what he had done, and I mean, and he got on stage and was repentant, and there was all sorts of talk about money and his finances and who knows what. And, you know, I asked my grandmother some about it, and I was like, you know, how can you still watch him knowing that he made these mistakes and these mistakes? And she said, well, you never know how many people that he actually helped, how many people listened to this man's voice 
and received salvation. And it, it wasn't because of him. Because, you know, if you read the Old Testament, you find out God used a donkey at one time to speak to a man. And so Paul said um, that some preach Christ out of selfish ambition. Um, and they do. He said, um, nevertheless, Christ is preached, and in that I will rejoice. And so as the times come, there will always be people with difference of opinions, but what it comes down to is is Christ Jesus preached the same Christ Jesus that we have entrusted our our lives and our families and everything else with um, because that's the foundation, and everything rests upon that and um yeah, anyway, call number six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. Um, this is Prayer International Radio. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. And so, where are we at? Um, Good question. So we were talking about the body of Christ and being unified. You know, it's it's interesting. Um, We as Christians nowadays uh, cover the entire world, um, divided as we may be, but we still cover the entire world. And but it doesn't really seem like much is happening. There's not much. That's what I was going to say earlier. Okay, thanks, Holy Spirit. Um, so listening, I'm going to take a back note here. Um, so this preacher, when I was a kid, had this message, and he was talking about how back in the 50s. And before that, um, politicians in general, if they wanted to get elected to office, they pretty much had to declare that they were Christians out in the open. Because if they weren't believers and they didn't worship the Lord Jesus, they had no chance of getting elected. And, you know, the church itself was something that was feared and respected. Um, because, I mean, they were having that they had the mandate of the Father. And nowadays it seems like it's completely the opposite. Um, where even the mention of the Lord Jesus Christ or of morality or anything that the Bible says that would in any way prevent someone from living their life the way they feel like they should get to live it um, is met with opposition, um, which only tells us it's getting closer and closer to the end times when um, the world will once again become exceedingly corrupt and um, will push out the Father and the knowledge of the Father as much as it possibly can um, until the Holy Spirit is removed from this earth. Um, And so until then, it's not going to ever get better. It's going to always get worse. But, um, but, you know, one thing is that the the church was always this, um, this standard. Um, And yeah, the church has done some really, really horrible things um, in general. And, um, over the course of its history. But the basic principle and the basic desires of the church's heart was always the salvation of the world. Um, when That is, if you eliminate the political side of it and you just take it back to the very basic, which is men and women who trusted the Lord Jesus, who were on their knees in prayer for the nations and for the world. And it was those men and women who have shaped the course of the of a history through their prayers. And, you know, we're so divided nowadays that the world sees us, and they just see us as a divided church, almost the fact that, and I mentioned they're so confused, because um, some people so far, I mean, go so far as to think that, for example, being Baptist is one religion and being uh, Catholic is a completely different religion, um, even though they're offshoots of the basic belief in the Lord Jesus. Um which is a really horrible thing that the world can't really tell what we believe and who we are um, without trying to distinguish us and fit us into little categories and groups to try to come up with some idea who we are because that's the only way that people can declare, seems that the church can declare its identity is to name everything about what they believe outside of just stating that they're Christians and they serve the Lord Jesus Christ and 
when it should be that simple and it should be that basic is that we're followers of the Lord Jesus. Um, and so sooner or later as a church, we're going to have to come into unity and we're going to have to get an agreement because think of how much, you know, eight, I mean, I mean, Jesus had 12 disciples and then there was 11 and then there was 12, but 12 men who were a foreshadow, I mean, were foreshadowing of the 12 tribes of Israel um, from the Old Testament, because um, Isaac had the 12 kids, and which ended up being the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, and then Jesus had 12 disciples. Um, but, you know, um, those 12 men changed the course of the entire world um, because they were focused on the same goal. And yet here we are millions and millions of Christians and we can't get together on um, an agreement on anything. And it's through the division that we have allowed the enemy to come in and to plant lies and deceit when if we would just stand together in our faith of the Lord Jesus, we could actually take back the ground and the spiritual ground that the enemy has taken. And yet the enemy didn't even take it. We just opened the door and let him walk in. Because men and women were too afraid to stand up for what the Lord God said. I mean, you know, Elijah nowadays would not be a very liked man. Because, you know, in those days, Elijah would stand up on a mountain and he said, Okay, um, choose this day he will serve. If you want to serve Baal, then, and the gods of Baal, then serve him. If you want to serve the Lord God, serve him. But choose this day who you're going to serve. And if you didn't serve the Lord God... Then fire was called was called down from heaven, and like all the prophets would be consumed at once. But we would, most of us nowadays, um, as a church in general, won't even stand up and tell someone about that they're living in sin or that something's wrong, based on like what the Bible actually says. And I don't mean in a like disrespectful, hateful, um, and condemn and condemning manner but speaking the truth in love, as the Bible talks about, and pointing people to the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we won't even do that because we're too afraid to offend someone or to um, put ourselves in a position where we have to really speak up for what we believe. Um, but we need to, and we're going to have to sooner or later um, because the world's looking and they're waiting for the church to be the church. I think there's even some atheists out there and agnostics who claim they don't believe in God who are still waiting for the church to be the church. They're still waiting just to see if what we claim is really true. Because deep down they know it is, um, but they're waiting to actually see it. Um, so anyway, we're going to take a minute and pray. Um, and then we'll just see where the Holy Spirit goes from there. Um, Father, we desire... Okay, we really don't, Jesus. We really don't desire. Um, we want to desire is a better term to use. Father, we want to be unified. Lord, everything that you said about us, everything, Jesus, that you said in your in your word about us being becoming one, Father, everything you said about us being a temple of your Holy Spirit, Father, the bride of Christ. Father, we want to desire that. We want to be like that. We want 
to be this image that you have purposed for our lives, those words that you spoke over our lives, Lord. We desire for those things to become true in our lives, Father. Lord, so I ask that you would take our desires and turn our desires that direction, Father. Turn our hearts and our minds back to you, Father, in this nation, Lord, in every nation, Father, every continent on this planet, Father, every country, every city, Father. Turn the hearts and the minds of your children back to you, Lord. Give us a new, renewed focus, Father, where we can be unified on glorifying and exalting the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Let us be unified on that, if on nothing else, Lord. Father, raise up intercessors who can stand and intercede on behalf of the church, Father, and behalf on behalf of those people who um, are in the situations where they need to proclaim the gospel and to stand upon the gospel, Father. Wow, you know, there's, God, there's so many different areas in this world that we could pray for tonight. Um, in the United States, there's earthquakes and tornadoes and storms, and there's people dying in, in other countries. There's earthquakes and volcanoes, Lord. Father, and you know all these things. Um, there's nothing that we could even pray about or mention that you're not completely aware of. And we know that everything is obvious to you, Father. We know that you have control over everything, Lord. So, Jesus, we just ask that your will be done in this earth, Father. Lord, we ask that you would be glorified in this earth, Father. Father, that you would send out laborers into your harvest, Jesus. That you would give us new eyes tonight, Father. To see the world not through the eyes of our flesh, Lord. And not through the eyes of our expectation, Jesus. But give us new eyes so we can see this world the way you see it, Father. Let us see the areas where we need to intercede, Father. Let us see the areas where we need to stand in agreement, Father. Let us see the areas where we need to stand in the gap, Father. Let us see the areas where we need to speak and those areas where we shouldn't speak, Father. Lord, through your Holy Spirit, give us discernment, Father. Into your will for our lives, Lord. And your will for this body, Father. Your will for this bride, of your Son, Jesus Christ, Father. Make known to us the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe. Your word declares that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Father, you said that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus, Lord. And most of us have absolutely no clue what that really even means. It sounds good, but we really don't know what most of those blessings are. But we know your word declares. And Jesus, you said that when you sent the Holy Spirit, he would take those things that are yours and declare them unto us. So we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would give us wisdom and revelation that the eyes of our hearts would be flooded with light, Father. 
that you would become the prevalent thought in our hearts and our minds, Father. And not just in this two-hour broadcast, but in the next 200 years, Father. Lord, and as long as you tarry before your return, Father, make our focus you, Lord. Let us be unified and built up upon that knowledge, Jesus. Father, that you would be glorified through us, Lord. That we would be representatives, Lord, of you in this earth, ambassadors, as you proclaim, Father. Most of us can't be ambassadors because we barely understand your authority. So, Father, reveal that to us, Lord. Reveal to us your authority in this earth and the authority that you have placed with us, Lord, when we took your name, Father. Your word declares that we are living epistles written not on tablets of stone but on tablets of flesh, which is our hearts, Lord. Something that you prophesied and spoke of thousands of years beforehand when you said in those times that you would write your laws upon our hearts, Father. So give us new revelation, Jesus, into your will. Give us new revelation into our purpose. Give us new revelation into your power. And above all, give us new revelation into your grace, Father, and your mercy and your compassion, Lord, and your long-suffering in our lives, Father, and your long-suffering for these people of this world, Father, who still don't know you, those out there who are still sheep without a shepherd, Father, who still can't recognize your voice. Holy Spirit, fill us completely, totally, fully. Remove everything in our lives, Lord, that would interfere from our ability to hear your voice. Father, and give us boldness, Lord, that when we've heard your voice, that we have the strength to stand and proclaim it, Father, like it says in Habakkuk, about writing the message and making it plain that those who run may read it, Father. For you said, narrow, narrow, narrow is the gate that leads to eternal life, and there are few who find it. Father, and there's almost too many people that we all know collectively in this group to even begin to give you a list, Lord. But you know them all together. You know every hair on their heads, Father. You know their coming ins and their goings out. But we know that your presence is there, Jesus. We know your word says that it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance, Father. And we know that you said that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can even ask or think. So Jesus, have your way tonight in our lives and in these nations, Father. Have your way in our families. Holy Spirit, give us the desires 
to make room for you in our lives. Father, that we can be unified. Lord, that we can be one with you. Father, that we can know you as you have already known us. Father, reveal your word to us, Lord. Let it become not just words we've read, but let it become part of our very nature. That we could see you in all your glory, Father. That you would be magnified and glorified upon this earth, Jesus. For we still proclaim holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And from this day until that day where we stand before you, Jesus, let us live lives that glorify you, Father. Let us live lives without compromise, Father, where the only sacrifice is our obedience to you. For you said that you no longer call us servants, but you call us friends. And you call us children. Be glorified, Jesus. Be glorified in our lives tonight, Jesus. Be glorified in our families. Be glorified in our relationships. Transform us into your image, Father. Jesus, Jesus. Anyway, this is Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, give us a call. We will take a quick break, and we will be... Church is sick and needs God. 
All right, praise God, we're back, and this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and just picking up the second half of the broadcast tonight. And we are broadcasting out of Dallas, Texas, and it's just a few minutes past 11 o'clock. Praise the Lord, we're just uh, glorifying God. You know, that's actually one of our favorite songs we love to play on this radio show, and, you know, Sean likes it. I like it, one, uh, because it's really a prayer, and it's really a declaration, a decree, for nations to be open, and, you know, that's what we're doing this for. We want to see the nations come to the knowledge of the truth. We want to see people know Jesus Christ in a real and living way. And the only way that happens is when we speak out. First, we need to pray for a move of God. We need to pray that the Holy Spirit begin to move in certain areas, certain regions, certain cities, states, nations, countries. But really, we need to go and speak out, declare what the Lord is saying. And see, God promises as we declare his word, as we preach the word of truth, as we preach the gospel, then the Holy Spirit will confirm the word that's preached with signs following. You see, God likes to show off and show out. You know, he says, hey, test me and see. Try me and see. And let me prove you. And God, his promises are yes and amen. All the promises of God are yes and amen in him. And he's not slack. See, if he says he will do it, then he will. He said, I am who I am. And God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. So we know that God's word is true. And we can count on the word of the Lord. Praise God. Well, you know, we've been talking about hearing from God. We've been talking about hearing the voice of God. It's one of the things we like to talk about. You know, I think it's real important to see in our churches today, in our Christian programming today, there's a lot of talk about God. But there's really a lack in the training up of and the bringing the body into a place of maturity where they can actually hear the Holy Spirit. They can be led by the Spirit of God to fulfill the assignments of God for their own personal life. You see, we do good to teach about all these things in our churches and have these little Sunday school lessons and these little, what I like to say, uh, sermonettes for Christianettes. These little ear-tickling deals. But we're not training for reigning. We're not training our people. See, if you teach a child in a way he shall go when he gets old, he won't depart. See, when you teach a child in the way he will go, then you teach him how to be prepared. Then he can fulfill the assignments of God for his life. You see, there's a lot of pastors that are creating, and again, don't get me wrong, I'm submitted to a pastor. I go to a local church. In fact, we're building alongside of our pastor. 
and serving as the prayer pastors of the local church in our community, or one of them, in Rockwall, Texas. It's called Citywide Harvest Church. And we also help uh, minister and, you know, serve and fellowship with probably about ten other churches here in the Metroplex. So, you know, we are definitely about the local church, but we also see the need in the local church. We also see the air in the local church. And where that is is a lot of times men and women create codependent Christians where they're dependent on a Sunday or a Wednesday or a feel-good message from a what we want to say is a spiritual lone ranger. What we should be doing is become spiritual fathers and mothers in the house of God and raise up sons and daughters that know how to hear the voice of God, that know how to rightly divide the word of truth, that know how to walk in the authority of God because they know their identity, they know who they are in Him. We should be teaching and training and equipping men and women so they can be encouraged and empowered to go forth in the power of the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus said, we will do greater works than these shall you do. He said, I'm going away, but I'm sending the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, and he'll be with you, he'll be in you, and he'll lead you in all things. He'll teach you all things that I've commanded you. Don't worry what you're going to say when you're brought before the council or the chief in the synagogues, because he'll give you the words to speak. In fact, he takes it a step further. He even goes on to say to some, I knew you before you were formed in the belly. Before you were ever born, I ordained you. And I called you. And for Jeremiah, he called him to be a prophet to the nation. Okay, and for some of you, maybe you're called to a five-fold ministry gift. Maybe you're called to the business realm. Maybe you're called to education. Maybe you're called to the political realm. Maybe you're called to the ministerial realm, whatever it is. But the bottom line is you need to have a living word for your life for this season. You need to listen and follow and obey the voice of the Holy Spirit on the inside. You see, the only person you're required to obey is God. The only person you're required to obey is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit person you're required to obey is the spirit of Christ it's all the same three and one father spirit son he's the only one that you're required to obey he's the only one that you're required to listen to why am I saying that because it's the truth You know, God wants you to develop your hearing ears. There's a reason he says, be slow to speak, be quick to hear, be slow to anger. Why? Because, see, when we get angry, our blood pressure raises. When we let things eat at us, we let things work us over. It gets us stirred up on the inside. He didn't say be stirred. He said be still and know that I'm God. Then he took it a step further. See, once you know God, then you can be strong and do great exploits. And once you know God, then you can lay on hands and stir up things, stir up the gifts. 
of the spirit of wisdom and revelation, impartation. But the bottom line is got to come from a foundation that's rooted in truth, that's rooted in the word, that's rooted in thus saith the Lord. So praise God. Hey, this is Prayer International Radio. If you want to call in, we're at 619-638-8458. We've got a couple of people in there right now listening via phone. Uh, Okay. Well. All right. Praise God. Sorry, I just was looking in the chat room here. God bless everybody in the chat room. We're just praying for you right now. It's Prayer International. Give us a call, 619-638-8458. Web address is www.prayerinternational.org. And you can always uh, email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Praise God. Hey, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to clear that up. Okay. So, hey, we're going to go into a time of worship briefly, and we'll just see where we go from there. Praise God. And all who and all who
Praise God, we're back And uh, Prayer International Radio It's about 11.22 Central Time Broadcasting out of Dallas tonight And uh, Just worshiping God You know, that was Missy Edwards uh, Come Lord Jesus Or slash All Who Are Thirsty It's kind of like a song medley Where they play a few different ones Uh, Just a good one You know, you'll hear that a lot on the show We really like it, think it's anointed we love to soak in the presence of God. Hey, you know, I just want to encourage you guys, you know, spend time soaking. Spend time getting still before God and listening to worship, listening to music that brings you into an atmosphere of his peace, an atmosphere of his joy, an atmosphere of his love, where it really just brings rest to your soul. You know, there's different types of prayer. There's different ways we can come before God. But I want to encourage you guys, spend time soaking in the presence of God. Do some study on soaking prayer. Do some study on, you know, just check out the Internet and just see what it has to to offer. You really can't do a lot of teaching on soaking prayer over a radio show as much as you can just play music and let people soak. But there's a lot of good resources out there just to check into it. What I believe soaking does is it opens up your capacity to really receive from the Holy Spirit and from the presence of God. So, we're, you know, we're going to encourage different types of prayer um, here on the show. And part of what we're talking about tonight is hearing the voice of God. And I really believe a lot of that is conditional to atmosphere. You know, if you don't have the right atmosphere in your home or in your environment, really the right spiritual atmosphere on the inside of you, and it's not always conducive for the Holy Spirit really to, uh, I guess you could say, it's not that God's not speaking. It's that a lot of times we're not in the position to hear. So praise God. Um, A lot I guess you could say The majority of That condition Is really dependent on atmosphere You know the Bible says We enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts We enter his courts with praise We come before his presence with singing And that sort of sets a foundation For how we really get 
into an intimate place, intimate encounter, an intimate experience with God. There are certain things that need to be done in order for us to have really an abiding relationship and the abiding presence of God. One of those things is learning how to worship heart-to-heart, spirit-to-spirit, and commune with the Lord verbally, communicate your expressions through song or through dance or through prayer or through conversation. But I believe if you're really going to experience His presence and really get to a place where you can be still on the inside, soaking in good anointed music, is very conducive, very vital for that. It really helps in that process. So praise God. You can always give us a call if you want to listen in or uh, be a part of the show, 619-638-8458. The website's up, www.prayerinternational.org. Email is going, prayerinternational at gmail.com. You can check out the chat room. And we're also on blogger.com, putting up devotionals. Praise the Lord. Well, listen, we're going to go into a brief time of worship. And we're going to get into the Word of God. You know, tonight we're going to just talk about hearing from the Lord, laying a scriptural foundation for hearing. One of those scriptural foundations would be Psalms, the book of Psalm chapter 1. The whole chapter. Blessed is man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law does he meditate day and night. Joshua 1 8 says, The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it and do all that is written therein. And then you shall have good success and your way will be prosperous. Listen, there's something connected to you. There's something tied to you. Having a lifestyle or having a habit, having a pattern for reading the Word of God, for meditating on the Word of God. And not being a hearer only, not being a reader only, but being a doer, obeying the Word of truth, obeying the Word of God. Praise God. And before we go to a song, we just want to pray for Angel Love. She's on the trip right now. She'll be back in 48 hours, so we're praying for her. She's listening by phone. We're praying for her safety. Praying blessings on the road trip. Praying for Cirrus, 1993. Praying for the guests. Patriot Greg is in the chat room. Rosemary for Jesus. And we're praying for you guys and girls tonight. Asking the blessing of the Lord be upon you. Just so thankful to have you with us tonight. Today we're going to break into a time of worship, and we're going to get into the Word. Praise God.
All right, we're back. Prayer International Radio. And it uh, looks like we've got a handful in the chat room tonight. A couple guests, Patriot Greg, Rosemary for Jesus, and Sirius1993. God bless y'all tonight. And uh, just talking about the voice of God, talking about hearing from God. You know, there's nobody that talks more than the Holy Spirit. You know, he's the master communicator in the earth. You know that he even created the universe by his words. That's right, by his words. Hebrews 11.3 says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. The Holy Spirit created the universe with his words. That's how important words are. The cry of Jesus, think about this, Revelation 2.7, was that Jesus, here he was saying, hey, uh, he said, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Jesus, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. The cry of Jesus was that the church would listen to his Spirit, listen to the Holy Spirit. Jesus constantly talked to the Father. The Father constantly talks to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit talks to us. Listen, look at John fourteen sixteen. Jesus talks to the Father. Look at John sixteen nineteen. The Father talks to the Holy Spirit. And read Revelation 2, verse 7, or verse 11. The Holy Spirit talks to you. Romans eight twenty six says the Holy Spirit intercedes for you daily. Listen, likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmities. But we know not what we should pray for as we ought to. We don't know what we pray for like we should. In 26 and 27, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us. With groanings which cannot be uttered because he maketh intercession for the saints. According to the will of God. That's right. God loves to talk. Well, praise God. Hey, listen, why don't we just pray right now for a minute and we'll get back into this. Going to lift up a prayer for marriages. Going to lift up a prayer for husbands and wives, people that are going through trials and struggles in their marriages. Maybe there's financial issues. Maybe there's health issues. Maybe there's job-related issues. Maybe there's things going on with parent-child relationships. Listen, the blood of Jesus Christ is speaking for it all tonight. God wants there to be unity and harmony and peace in your marriage. God wants there to be blessing and abundance and prosperity in your marriage. God wants there to be purpose. God wants there to be destiny. God wants there to be assignments fulfilled and the standard of the Lord being raised up in your marriage, in your household. So, Father, we pray right now for husbands and wives that every husband would love their wife like Christ loved the church. And every wife would submit to their husband with a reverence and the fear of the Lord. Father, you bring a unity and a peace and a love and a harmony 
Father, we pray what you put together, let no man put us under. How can two walk together lest they be agreed? Father, we know that two are better than one because you said so in your word. So, Father, let every husband look at his wife as his good thing. And let every wife, out of love and respect, serve her husbands. Father, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus, blessings, blessings, blessings upon every marriage. Bless my marriage with Tracy, Lord. Bless our marriage. Bless our household. And we just speak blessings over Sean and Rebecca, home birth. Bless their household. Bless their marriage. For everybody listening, and the reason I went into this tonight, I just saw it up in the chat room. So God bless you guys if you're going through things in your marriages. We're praying. And those of you that are believing God for a spouse, hey, we just pray that God brings you the right man or the right woman into your life that shares common visions, that supports you, that loves you for you, that will love you for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because that's the bottom line. That's who you want in your life. Somebody that's going to love you no matter what. Praise God. Praise the Lord. And then there's that other group of you that are thanking God you're not married. (laughs) Well, God bless you guys. We just pray. You know, my wife and I are actually going to start uh, working with a singles group in the church. And we do small groups. So we're going to actually start working with them soon. Praise the Lord. So we just speak blessings on those of you that are not married. And uh, God bless you. God bless you. God's will be done. His kingdom come. His blessings come into your life. In Jesus' name. All right. So, going to get back into the teaching of the word. This is for International Radio. Call in number 619-638-8458. And tonight we're just sharing about the voice of God. Just talking a little bit. Glory to God. Yes, marriage is a beautiful blessing from the Lord. Amen. All right, so back into the voice of God. We're talking about the voice of God. You know, the Holy Spirit is the only one that's capable, really, of being satisfied with you. Have you ever thought about the Holy Spirit? Not only is he the only person you're required to obey, but he's really the only person that's actually capable of being satisfied with you. Think about that. I'll just leave you with that thought. All right, you know there's rewards for recognizing and acknowledging and understanding the voice of the Holy Spirit. You know, the other night I talked to you about the red light thing. You know, if you know the Bible will not sit there and tell you Watch it when you go through the intersection because somebody might run the red light. Okay? But the Holy Spirit will. The Holy Spirit will warn you of impending danger. That's the first thing I want to talk about. All right? So we had a a pastor friend of ours in a large church here in Texas many years ago. And uh, this man had a plane crash. And basically, it was a very stunning, uh, tragic thing. And uh, left a lot of people very baffled and confused, very disappointed. So basically, you know, this is basically what his his widow, what his wife had to say. 
She said, my husband and I sat on the edge of the bed at 5.30 in the morning, about 5.30 a.m. And he spoke to me. He said, honey, something tells me I should not fly today. Well, out of pressure, he made the decision to override that still small voice. He felt the urgency, he told her, that his speaking engagement, the expectation of others, was weighing very heavily on him. It was weighing very heavy on his heart. And so anyways, that was one of the things that he mentioned. For whatever the reason, he chose to ignore the voice. And his death occurred within hours. Recognition, understanding the voice of the Holy Spirit can keep you from impending danger, can keep you from harm. I'm not trying to share that story to be a bummer. I'm just sharing it because it's real. Similar thing happened to me. And uh, we'll get into that some other time. So, you know, recognition of his voice could stop thousands of tragedies and deaths and unnecessary difficulties. You know, all the time we hear reports of people who died untimely and unnecessary deaths. Over and over, we've heard the same thing. That person felt uneasy and reluctant. And if they had not kept their plans, they'd still be alive today. How many times, even we hear about the 9-11 incident, people felt like they should not go to work that day. They were in prayer and the Lord told them, stay home from work. Do not go to work. And they actually obeyed the voice of God, and they're still here today. Recognition of his voice can unlock favor and blessing in your life. That's right. God will lead you in the blessing. You know, it's kind of funny... uh, when my wife and I first came to this house about four years ago, we went through a season where we didn't have much work, and I was actually in the prayer room praying about a job, praying about work, praying about income, praying about finances, constantly, eagerly, meticulously. And then the more I did, the more I kept thinking about one of the local television stations that broadcast out of Dallas, and they're not local, they actually do worldwide Christian broadcasting, Christian uh, television, called Promised Land Television Network. Mike and Hazel Simons, founders and pastors. So this TV station goes 24 hours a day for Jesus. It's actually, you know, they've got a satellite, and they broadcast all over the world, all over the nation. And so here I am praying about work. And I could not shake it. I kept thinking, promise one television, promise one television. And something inside of me said, within like the next 10 days, what I felt like, within the next 10 days, I need to get connected to this promise one television. So here I am. I run. I tell my wife. I was like, I don't know why I'm praying about work. I feel like the Lord's telling me about promise one television. Well, to make a long story short, The church that we were going to at the time, uh, 
our pastor joined kind of forces with another local church. A lot of local church pastors got together and they kind of had a little revival meeting in one of the churches, and they were going to kind of move it around for a couple of days. And the Promise on Television Network people decided to get involved in it, which we didn't know about this, but this kind of uh, happened about five days later. And my pastor invited me at the time, different pastor now, but at the time my pastor, Pastor Jerry Howe, invited me to tennis meeting and introduced me to uh, the pastor of the church, and it just so happened that they were going to all have a big prayer meeting on the Promised Land Television Network the next morning. And while I stood there being introduced to some of these people, my pastor actually sort of informally said, hey, can I bring this young man along? He prays at our church, and he's part of you know our prayer group and helps leads prayer. We want to bring him along and, you know, just kind of introduce him to everybody. Well, bottom line is, as a result of that meeting, I was introduced to the founder of Promised Land Television Network and invited to come pray on the air. And since then, over the last few years, we've, you know, sort of developed a relationship, you could say, with with the Simons and some of the different people that are involved in the Christian Television Network there. What am I saying? Okay, the reason we were even at that meeting I felt like the Lord told me to actually cancel a job that day. Now, here I am working very little. Budget's tight. We're trusting God for every dime. The Lord provided a little bit of work for us. And then I had some work that evening. It was a Tuesday evening. And Pastor Tim Story, a worldwide evangelist, well, pretty well-known guy, he was doing a meeting, and, of course, that's where all these pastors got together and this sort of thing. Well, I felt like I was supposed to go to that meeting and cancel work that day. And I told the Lord, Lord, if this is you, speak to my wife. Of course, that morning I got up. She was in the prayer room praying. She said, I think you're supposed to not go to work. We're supposed to go to a prayer meeting. And so I did. And basically, bottom line, that kind of got me hooked up locally here in Dallas about three years ago to start ministering again. I was actually in a season of my life where I'd sort of laid down ministry. But that kind of kick-started me back into gear. The reason I shared that story wasn't talking brag or boast or talking about Christian television. But the whole deal was I obeyed the voice of the Holy Spirit in prayer, obeyed the leadings of God to attend some prayer meetings, obeyed the leadings of God to pray about a certain television network. And as a result... It actually brought favor and blessing into my life. And since then, has and many relationships and and uh, opportunities have birthed and come out of that ever since. And it's, it's perpetual. It's an ongoing. It's an ongoing thing. And so it's amazing what God will do. And I shared that story to just say that if we obey the Holy Spirit, it really will unlock favor and blessing in our lives. Okay, another thing that happened, recognizing God's voice will bring you peace, inner peace. Think of that when the disciples were on the ship during the storm and Jesus just spoke. And they recognized that it was him. Listen, 
you're led by the, the voice of God and you hear God telling you every day it's okay, really, and not just some person telling you, not just the, the Bible telling you, which are a good thing, but if you really hear God speaking to you every day, telling you it's going to be okay and leading you in the way you should go, that'll create peace. You don't have to be anxious because you know God's got it and everything's going to be okay. talking about the voice of God. I'm just talking about a few benefits, a few rewards, a few blessings that are tied to you. Understanding the voice of God, recognizing God's voice in your life. And I can't tell you exactly what God sounds like because, see, God speaks to us differently, all of us. To Moses, he was a burning bush. To Balaam, he was speaking out of the Mouth of a donkey. Totally different. Same God. Two different manifestations. One day he was feeding manna in the in the wilderness. One day he's causing water to flow from a rock. One day he's leading the prophet to the river, feeding with the ravens. And then he has that same prophet go a different direction and uses a woman to give him the last little bit of meal, the last little bit of food that she had to bless him. What am I saying? We must recognize the voice of the Spirit. We have to realize which way God's leading us and which way God's taking us. And Sometimes that is a no. Sometimes that's a caution. Sometimes that's God saying, hey, don't go this way. Don't do this. Do not do this. And then sometimes it's God speaking, telling you, hey, do these things. Check into this. Go into these leadings. And so we need to be sensitive to different ways that God speaks to us. Sometimes he speaks to us through dreams and visions. But we need to check that, that stuff out. And we need to test the spirit. Because the enemy can speak that way too So we need to make sure it lines up with the word Make sure it lines up with The confirmation of the Holy Spirit in our hearts And, and we seek wise counsel on something And make sure we get a check in our spirits As we test the spirits So praise God We're going to take a small break Go into a time of worship it's Prayer International Radio If you want to call in 619-638-8458 and glory to God. One day when heaven was filled with his praises, one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to Born of a virgin, dwelt among men, my example is he. The word became flesh and the light shined among us, his glory revealed, living he loved. Free me forever 
hey, yes, we believe in preaching, inspired preaching, believe in declaring the word of truth from the Bible. You have to understand the Holy Spirit, even Second Chronicles 20, 20 says, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Listen, any time a minister is speaking under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you're hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. When that minister is under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, speaking inspired words that line up with the Word of God, when your conscience feels convicted, you're hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. John 16, 8 says, When he is coming, he will reprieve the world of sin and of righteousness and judgment. When you, read the word, when you read the word of God, yes, you're hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. 2 Timothy 3, 16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. The most important thing you're going to learn in your life, that you can do in your life, is learn to recognize his voice. Learn to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit. Hey, this is Prayer International Radio. We'll be back tomorrow night, same time, same place. We're praying for you guys. You have a blessed night. Thank you.